0: I have this question, was Jesus merely a victim of the unjust judicial system of Jews and Romans? We all know that Jesus was a victim of the unjust judicial system, but the question that I have is, was he merely just a victim and nothing more i think this has implication for our lives where can we put sacrifice in our lives is sacrifice in vain or is sacrifice worth it is it important part of our lives it has implication for this so, when you read the Gospels, four Gospels, we have four Gospels. When you read the Gospels, all the Gospel writers are trying to answer. They were trying to answer this question Was Jesus merely a victim? They tried to make some sense of Jesus' life and his death. They all, uh, all portray Jesus. Um, as living a good, beautiful life. Jesus lived a good life, admirable life. He helped a lot of people. He healed them. He fed them. He freed, freed them from the evil power. He restored their dignity. He gave them hope. He showed them how to live a good and happy life first time the disciples experienced how wonderful life was. The first time, they, they never experienced this kind of thing before. But from Jesus, he, they all learned how excited life could be. They tasted what life was. That's why they gave up everything and followed Jesus. So according to four Gospels, when you, when you read them, Jesus lived a good life. But in the end, what did the people do to him? They arrested him, framed him, falsely accused him, tortured him, and sentenced him to death. They ultimately crucified him. Why did such a bad thing happen to a good person? The disciples all struggled with this question. The gospel writers all asked this question. Was his sacrifice in vain? vain? Trying to be good to others, is it any use? Trying to be good to others is no good after all? Sacrifice, no use? We just have to live for ourselves and for our family? There's no place for sacrifice in our lives. Last Tuesday, I was anxiously waiting for the verdict of the jurors for the trial of George Floyd. It didn't take a long time for uh, for the jurors to come up with the verdict, and so I felt hopeful. But still, you never know, so I was anxious. And finally, the time came, and the verdict came. More than anything else, just relief. I could breathe. That was what killed George Floyd. He could not breathe. People in Minnesota, as a matter of fact, the whole world held their breath to see the outcome of this case, because it was important, not just for George Floyd and his family, but for all of us. When the verdict came, we were all able to breathe. I could feel the tension in the city being relieved. We witnessed that justice prevailed. Justice has been served. 12 jurors brought justice back to the court, but in Jesus' case, the justice was not served. The innocent man was sentenced to death. The evil system put the innocent man to death, and Jesus helplessly became victim of these evil hands. So the question remains. Was Jesus simply a victim of the unjust judicial system of Jews and Romans? The writer of the fourth gospel, John, said definitively no. That was what we heard today in the reading we had. Jesus clearly said that he was not merely a victim. We heard that uh, through uh, Brim's prayer today. John said, Jesus chose to die. Let's see. No one takes it from me, my life. No one takes it from me, but I laid it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. Jesus said he had power. The power, that he was not merely a powerless victim, but he had power, the power to lay it down and the power to take it up again. And what do you mean? He had power to lay it down and take it up again. It means Jesus lived like that. Jesus lived his life with the authority over his life. He lived with the power to choose what was right, the power to choose to take the path of suffering, not for the sake of suffering itself, but for the sake of upholding the truth and the justice. When the evil power lured him and tempted him to give up and surrender to their agenda, he did not fall into the temptation of that power. When the evil power tried to subdue him, silence him, and intimidate him, he didn't bend down. He had power not to bend down. He didn't run away. He did what was right. He had power to choose what was right. They had the power to kill him, but Jesus had the power to choose what was right. Jesus gives us a very interesting metaphor about life. I don't think it is just about Jesus' life, but about just generally about life. The metaphor of the good shepherd and the hired hands. Two totally different lifestyles. Lifestyle of good shepherd and the lifestyle of hired hands. Let me read it for you. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The good shepherd lays down his life for what is good, what is right. The hired hand runs away. The hired hand runs away. The good shepherd does not give up when the troubles come. He does what he was supposed to do, taking care of the sheep. That was what he was. Uh, that is what shepherds do. The hired hands don't care about what they do. They care only about their safety, about themselves. They are filled with fear, and they didn't do what they're supposed to do. They run away, simply, when the troubles come. Two different lifestyles. The lifestyle to go all the way, and the lifestyle to give up in the middle of it. Think about it. Good metaphor. We can live our lives as good shepherds or hired hands. When we live our lives as good shepherds, we care about what we believe. We care about the principle. We care about what is good and right. We take our lives seriously. But if we live like a hired hands, we run away when the difficulties come. We easily give up. Jesus is the good shepherd. He had the power to live out his beliefs. He had ownership of life. Higher hands don't have ownership. Jesus kept the truth. He fought the good fight. He did that for our sake, to show us the good example of good life. He showed us how we ought to live. When Jesus said, good shepherd, the word good is kailas in Greek. Raymond Brown, New New Testament scholar, said it means beautiful in the sense of an ideal or model of perfection. So good meaning model. So good shepherd is model shepherd. Jesus is our role model. We follow the good shepherd. We follow the beautiful example set by Jesus. Jesus chose to stand on the side of justice instead of bending down to the evil system. He didn't give up his beliefs for the sake of saving his physical life. He pursued something bigger than saving his physical life. He was a bigger person. He had principle. He had belief. God loved what Jesus did. This is what Jesus said. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. You know, Jesus knew very well The value of sacrifice. He understood that very clearly. The value of sacrifice. Jesus knew that God will never waste that sacrifice. He knew that that sacrifice is very precious. So God will never waste that sacrifice. It is too precious to be wasted away. God will use it. To create life. God made our life that way. Life is created as a result of sacrifice. The good children are created by the sacrifice of, good sacrifice of parents. Good society is created by the sacrifice of good leaders. Without the cross, there is no resurrection. So the cross points to the resurrection. The resurrection happens in the soil of the cross. Jesus gives another beautiful metaphor about this sacrifice. Let me read it for you. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Beautiful image of sacrifice. A seed falling into the earth and dying. That's what sacrifice is. But that seed that is sown in the field ultimately will produce fruit. That's what sacrifice is. It's not wasted away. It brings about the fruit, brings about life. Jesus gave us a tremendous positive hope and value to the worthwhile sacrifice. The cross was the archetype of all the beautiful sacrifices that were were made. Many people in history, took up the cross and they followed the way of Jesus. All the disciples did that. Many holy people did that. They were not intimidated by by death. They showed the strength and the power of living. They did not fall into the sweet temptation of the devil. They kept the faith and fought the good fight. The cross, my friends, symbolizes not just the victimhood. Cross does not symbolize just the victimhood. Cross symbolizes the courage and power of the people who pursue what was right even though they may face trials, temptations, and unjust circumstances. Let us remember, always remember that the cross does not end at the cross. The cross ends at the resurrection. The cross points to the resurrection. Jesus' life and Jesus' sacrifice were not in vain. He wasn't merely a victim. He brought life and resurrection. We are the sheep who follow the model shepherd, the good shepherd. The good shepherd showed us the way. Jesus showed us the example of a good sacrifice. Does as we live our lives, let us remember this good example. I don't like suffering. We don't like suffering. Nobody likes suffering. But when we choose doing what is right, many times suffering is accompanied. Then we will choose suffering, even though we may not like it. Without suffering, good life is not possible. Let us not be scared of suffering. Don't let the suffering scare you and deter you from doing what is right. That is more important. Doing what is right is more important. Suffering is a seed that produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and this hope will never disappoint us. If you live like hired hands, Life may be comfortable, life may be comfortable, but you will never experience the joy of living for what is good, doing, living for what is good and right. You will never experience the freedom of living for the truth. You will never experience the empowerment that uplifts you. You want to experience the inspiration of life. There are so many injustices going on in the world. What happened in Minnesota courtroom was very rare. It was a very rare event. I hope that this case may not be forgotten, but maybe remembered and used as a good example that always justice prevails. Sacrifice is not wasted. There are many people in the world who have been unjustly sacrificed, and their sacrifices will never be wasted. God will use them to become a seed where true true justice blooms. Even though it may involve sacrifice, let us continuously pursue what is right and just. And let us be in solidarity with those who are unjustly treated wherever they may be. That life is blessed life. That life is true life. That life is worth living. That life is the essence of what life is. Then even this short time of our life will experience true living and will experience the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let us sing together.